It used to be hard to find the exact auto parts you needed, and that meant spending a lot of time at swap meets. It's a different game now when you can order exactly what you need from eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts, so you can always find the right fitment. Spend less time searching and more time building with the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Hawks Talks podcast, an Atlanta Hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. I am your host, as always, Jackson Redmond, with my co-host, as always, Logan Barnes. Logan, tonight was a rough night for you between the uh, Hawks loss to the Hornets and you having car issues, but I do yep. have to ask you, how are you doing today? <laughs> just just a great day. You know, I, I uh, went out to pick up dinner for me and my mother, and everything was fine. We, we were getting some Chick-fil-A. Uh, you know, I stop by the gas station, get some gas. I go go back into my car, and it won't start. So you know, hour and a half or so later, I finally get the Chick Fil A. Finally get home, uh, and it's like halftime. And the Hawks, I think, are only were I think they're either up one or yeah, they're up one at half. So I was like, you know what, not the greatest, you know, but clearly they were playing decent. And then I got to watch the second half where the Hawks just were thoroughly outplayed. Um, played awful defense. Lamella Ball looked like a top five point guard of all time against us. He was, tr- I mean, legitimately, he was really fucking good. Uh, I, I feel like uh, you need to hold your L for not really, uh, not believing in. No, I, yeah, I need to hold my L for Lamella. I'm not even a cat there. I actually do need to hold my L because he's been like a lot better than I expected, and he just went out there and daddied my favorite team in the league. So. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I'll, I'll, you know what? A grown man will admit when he's wrong and just be like, "Yep, that's just what happens." That's what happens in the life of you know amateur basketball scouting. You know, you're just doing it for fun. You know, you try to come up with some takes. Sometimes you uh, miss, and sometimes you really miss. And that seemed to be the case with Lamelo. So I'll, I'll hold my L on it. Yeah, you know, that's life, so, and that's just the reality of it. Sometimes. I mean, you know, awful day. The the team is playing awful something is clearly wrong I'm, i think i'm ready to commit to that i i usually i like to try and take a level-headed approach you know that those first three losses i was like you know you you could yeah, this this and this happened and for sure this game again you know short rotation bogdanovich got hurt which is just fun um but yeah something's wrong uh, something's wrong with trey something's wrong with everybody except for hunter i guess maybe cam a little bit even cam's kind of shaky um, everybody sucks. We'll, we'll never ne- win another game. I'm scared. I'm scared for my life. I originally thought, I, at the first, you know, I try, I told myself, this year I'm going to be less doomer about the Hawks. I'm going to be less 
you know, so I'm going to be so so not pessimistic and wishy-washy. But look, folks, I, I don't think it's a slump. I think there's – me and Logan are on the same page. There's something going on with the team. It might just be a coaching issue, which it is because I always said Lloyd Pierce was bad. But it could just be that's getting amplified now. It could be a player's issue or, or worst of all, the Hawks have just imploded, truthfully. These past few games have been terrible. You know – the first three, you can make you can make some excuses. You know, you can make an excuse for anything in life. I'll just mm-hmm. be honest. You can. You know, you mess up at your work or at school, make an excuse for. It. But but tonight's loss to the Hornets, and I, I don't want to mean no disrespect to the Hornets. You know, I genuinely do believe they have some good pieces on their team. They have players who can do good. They have you know, Lamelo played great tonight. Youngest player to ever get a triple double in NBA history. You know, they have Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, both had great games. PJ Washington. My, I mean, they are a good team sometimes, all right? But they, they, they do have their issues. And I I don't think the Hornets are a playoff team. Don't think they're a playing team. But to lose to them after a back-to-back where they had to fly home as well, it just, truthfully, it just doesn't get any lower than this. Um, You know, to be honest, it's just all bad. Uh, the Hawks are under 500, so... Yeah, that's not good, but we are officially under 500, Logan. Um from from 4-1 to 4 and 5, baby, against the easy part of the schedule. Yeah, and you good. know what? It only gets worse because we do have the Sixers on a uh, Monday who only played with seven players today, which is kind of funny, uh, but not really funny, you know. Best of luck to them and their COVID issues. But then after that, we have a three-game road trip out west. Honestly, the the Sixers could like let's say instead of postponing, they had to forfeit on Monday. I still think there'd be a chance we'd lose a forfeit right now. This team is just playing awful. I think I this team is set. I mean, I just every like you mentioned this. I guess when we were talking just before recording, even the body language looks bad. Like the guys, like this is a young team, and like I just they just haven't been through. I, I guess I don't know, man. Just everything's wrong. It's the body awful. language. It's the effort. And just like the like. It's not even, like, I, I'm not here to, like, evaluate. Let's we'll, we'll go ahead and talk about it. So, there was an article published a few days ago. It was by uh, Chris Kirshner and Sam Amick of The Athletic. You know, I'm pretty sure if you're even a, if you read anything about the Hawks, like, whether you just go on Twitter once a day or you, like, are deep dive into it like we are, you've probably heard what's mm-hmm. happening. Basically, in a team film room meeting, uh, John Collins said to Trey, he was like, hey, Trey, I think you're doing too much. And, I mean, we can either change stuff at the offense. John's, like, not happy with his touches. And, you know, obviously, you expect that from, you know, uh, John, you know, being in a contract year. I mean, Trey said the same thing. Apparently, Capella was in some way shape involved. I didn't read the whole article, so I'm only Capella, reading, like, the uh, juiciest parts. Capella Capella was, like, giving some advice to Trey because Capella was there during the uh, James Harden and Dwight type of situation. He, he was telling Trey, like, you know, Basically, try not to fall into the same fallout that James Harden and Dwight had. So Capella was just trying to help because I, I, yeah, I mean, well, it seems like something definitely happened between the two because this also happened. Should be said before the first Hornets game, the one we lost, and there was this very stupid theory out there that Trey was so mad at John Collins he threw the game, which I don't believe. So let's just go ahead. I, I, I hope you don't believe that, Logan. But if you do, now's your time to say it. No, I mean Trey just sucked. No, Don't read just, too much into he it. Just he just, much is, he's just just playing very bad right now. 
Yeah, but I, I just feel I feel like you, that's easily debunkable. Like, obviously, we know the player Trey is. We know the person Trey is. We know how competitive Trey is. I mean, this is the same guy who wanted to play in like one of our most. Remember 2018, that game against the Bucks, mm-hmm. where like uh, we could secure our draft position. He wanted to play in that. I mean, this is a guy who always wants to play. He always wants to win. So I don't think he went out there Tra- and Trae threw the game. Was, Trae Young was catching flack his rookie season for playing too hard in the Rising Stars Challenge. He is a tryhard. He's competitive. He's competitive. So I, I he would feel not like, throw a game. I feel like that theory can just be easily debunked. But um, yeah, apparently that's going on, and apparently the locker room's kind of. I mean, apparently John and Trey are kind of mad at each other. I'm not here, like, I, I'm just going to say it. I'm not here to judge two grown men and how, like, they're interacting with each other just because I have a lot better things to do in my time. I feel like I feel like that's a sentiment everyone should be able to hold, but there are a lot of people who are talking about how John and Trey were ta- or were interacting tonight. I just want to say, firstly, you're a nerd. Secondly, <laughs> I mean, I just, like, they're grown men, dude. Like, this isn't, like, 14-year-olds. I mean, they're grown men. They're going to have issues. Like, it's not... I'm not going to watch them interact with each other any beating, every beating second. Like, that's just not happening. Yeah, I mean, again, like, two athletes having a discussion, maybe, even if they were screaming at each other, which I don't think they were, but disagreeing with a film session that's fine john asking for more touches i get it because literally tonight he's he shot seven times there's no reason why john collins should be only shooting seven times um i i, I couldn't watch much of the game admittedly so I, i'm not going to speak more than just like look at the sheer number so john has a point but at the same time he's very limited offensively in some ways like he's not a great at creating his own shot he's not great at creating shots or other he's a role man who can take the occasional jumper but he does deserve some more touches. Um, but at the same time, like it, it, it's tough because I get both sides. Like Trey Young, like you and I have said, he's been doing too much, even before these uh, these two Hornets games where he's just Acting been flat out fancy. awful. Yeah, he's been doing too much. Um, so I, I get where John's coming from, but at the same time, like John, buddy, without Trey, this offense goes absolutely nowhere. Which you can tell because even in tonight's loss. Uh, I'm, uh, let me pull up the stats right quick so I can get it exactly right. Trey Young was hardly negative tonight in the game we lost by eight. Trey Young was, oh, he was even. He was plus zero. And he and he shot awful. And he was still plus zero. And again, plus minus is a stupid stat. But, like, Trey Young is not the issue. <laughs> but at the same time, he's, like, he's not an issue. But he's also, that's why, like, we'd be winning if he was just playing, like, 75% of his normal, like what you could expect from him. So I, I think John, you know, he, he was doing a, a good thing and speaking up and trying to just like not just be like complicit as like watching as the offense struggles, but at the same time, like, come on, it's Trey. Like, he it, it's hard for piece. me to be like imagining John Collins who like he gets, we all know how he gets in buckets. He gets in buckets for being a roll and pop man for people in the PR, PNR and mainly Trey. Or the pick and pop. Mm-hmm. It, it's very hard for me to imagine John Collins just walks into the film room and is like, Trey, you need to stop doing so much on offense. Like, I don't, it's just hard for me to envision him doing that. Yeah, I mean, I have, like, I get it. It's Kirshner's job to write that. But it just seems like, it seems like the way everything was phrased is going to be very easily twisted. And, of course, like, other media outlets ran with it. And, like, I saw... Um, let's call Barstool be like so John Collins hates Trey Young and like all those other like little Twitter basketball quasi news stuff where you know obviously blowing it out of proportion um, 
which I think I I, I know Amick and Kirshner knew it was going to happen. You know, they're journalists; they know what happens. So, um, frankly, if if <laughs> if Trey Young and John Collins give him the cold shoulder for a little bit, I don't think they should be surprised. I, I don't think it's necessarily like Kirshner did something wrong, but at the same time, like <laughs> uh, it's going to be hard for him to get much of a soundbite from either of those guys for a while. Yeah, um, definitely. I I don't know, man. Something's just wrong with the team. I don't necessarily think it's like chemistry. I don't think that's it. At least, certainly not John and between John and Trey. I don't think it's a chemistry, chemistry issue. I don't. It's just it's hard. Like so many things are wrong. Like they can't. Like shots just aren't falling. That's something that eventually will change. Um, there's also injuries. Uh, as Boyd Pierce apparently just said that Trey Young is getting his wrist checked out right now by the training staff. So Trey might have a wrist injury. Bogdanovich might have torn an ACL or sprained his ankle, or I could not see the injury, but he could have a legitimate serious injury. Yes. Um. All the all the other injuries are still there. Like Tony Snell was quote unquote available, but he did not play with a short rotation, so he clearly was not fully healthy and ready to go. Um. So you can blame injuries. You can blame a lot of things, but ultimately something's just. Like four losses like this consecutively, you can't just write it off as oh well, shots weren't falling, you know, something like something's wrong. And um, I guess I guess because you had uh, sort of some conspiracies, who do you who was the snitch? Who was the oh, snitch? Oh well, that, uh, we actually had a guest who was going to come on and discuss who the snitch was because he had a bunch of conspiracies. But I guess that'll happen eventually. I don't know. I uh, I, I think it's Kevin Herter. I think that's who's uh leaking this to uh to old Kirshner. That that's my really? theory. Now, now you want to know why I think that, or you, did you just want the answer? Just go ahead, explain. So I'm, here, I'm here's my theory: is obviously you're hearing a lot about the all, offense. All right. Now, there's one guy who's who's definitely he's kind of on the outside of our young core. At least he wasn't before the year. Like when we're looking at the team, you know, we're like, oh, our starting lineup for the future. Oh, we have Trey, we have Cam, we have Hunter, we have John, we have uh, a Kongwu. There's somebody who's getting left out there, and it's obviously Kevin Herter. Kevin sees how much, you know, how much somebody... Look how much Luke Kennard got paid, and Kevin's better than him. So I think I think Herter was like, yo, I'm going to throw this out there. Hopefully, like, something happens to John, and I can get my bag from the Hawks. That, that's, that's my theory. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that's a bit far-fetched. No, I, it's definitely a reach. I'm but, not going to sit here and lie to y'all. Like, it, I am reaching with this one, but that's just... I mean, if people are allowed to think that Trey Young has a concussion and that we're just malpracticing by just not reporting it on the injury list or like <laughs> not, or us not even be a scoop about it, then I'm definitely allowed to accuse one of our players of trying to get someone else traded so he can get paid. Yeah, I mean... See, I, I didn't form any sort of conspiracies. If I were to guess, it's probably just... Oh man, I it's so hard to imagine like who would just leak something to Chris Kirshner of all people. <laughs> like Kirsch uh, or I guess it could have been to Sam Amick instead, but or Amick, I'm not really sure. Um I don't know. I, I would I would think it'd be more on the coaching side than the uh than the player side. Like I think it'd be more like an assistant coach or maybe something along those lines. Um I I, I don't I, it's hard to imagine like what they would get from it, unless unless they went to Amick and Kirshner and tried to spin it positively, and then like they Kirshner just got their words looking like spun in a different way. Maybe, which I don't think that's what. Yeah, like, I'm not I, trying I to just like demonize the journalists, but I don't know, man. I 
you know, I woke up that day and everyone's freaking out and I never read the article because frankly, don't feel like giving them my money and it's locked behind a paywall. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, read the reactions. We, we should probably take some of the money we get for this podcast to like buy that. But I also don't know if I no. want to support him now. <laughs> no, you've lost yourself a customer. <laughs> We will gladly take the Patreon money and spend it on anything besides an athletic uh, membership. So, yeah. I I don't know, man. I I will say our guest, he had, he had one separate theory, which I, I will say here just because it's a little comment. And he sort of stuck with me. I was like, he might be true, man. Um, I'm not sure how long Chris Kirshner is going to be working as a beat writer for the Hawks because he is going to graduate school in Missouri. So our our the guy we were talking to was like, who knows? Maybe Kirshner's just like trying to get big national stories before he, uh, you know, switches his job. Because I can't imagine he'd still be a beat writer for Atlanta while in Missouri. Maybe he could be during the COVID season, but afterwards, it's hard to imagine that working out. But you know, who knows? Who knows? I uh, no that, that I mean I don't think it was Kirshner. I'm just gonna I don't. He gets views on his stuff about this. Like he doesn't need the national media to pick up on his stuff. Like there's there's enough Hawks yeah, fans who will Kirk, listen to him ramble and say, "Here's what I would do. Here's what I think would happen." Like on his like stuff. Kirshner can just write about strippers and hot wings and just be the cornball that everyone vaguely knows of. And and call Rick Ross the Rick Ross chicken balls. Did he call him that? Yeah, no. Um, actually, I'll go look up. I'll go look up that quote for you while. Uh, while I remember when. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. When I remember when that Lou Will Magic City Chicken Wings story came out. Um, <laughs> I remember people on Twitter because like it was a corny story and he had a bunch of quote uh, corny quotes on it. Some dude and some dude was like, I remember just seeing tweets like, "Man, this is why you can't let white people like into the like, like." This is what happens when white people like write about stuff like this because it just that article is super corny. Here's one of here's here's the I'm like, like, Chris Kirshner ain't even white. Jeez. It goes on stage, Aries, in parentheses, a stripper, was dancing to Turnpike Ike (laughs) from Rick Ross. It's kind of fitting that right after I ordered my wings, comma, Rose would be plagued because he's a lemon pepper he's a lemon pepper wing king. Rick Ross, dash dash, shall we call him in italics the chicken boss? Dash dash owns more than thirty wing stop locations around the country. It's crazy how he went from talking about Jesus. that no less than like six months ago to Trey Young and John Collins hate each other, and here's why. I am. Um, I'm disgusted. Not gonna lie, that was awful. I'm, I'm really upset that you read that out aloud. No, I mean, I'm really. I ever I, I, it stuck with me. Like I think about it sometimes, and I just like interest state of cringing and pain and desperation okay i also wanted to ask you this Logan. yeah do you yep. think that the hawks have a mental toughness issue now th- this one brought up by a friend of ours he said that he thinks the hawks are, hawks are mentally weak as soon as adversity struck they don't know what to do anymore he's basically saying these tick-tocking kids ain't mentally tough and you know what i kind of agree with him like i'm not here to throw people on the bus you know mental health issues very rampant with me you can attest to that i mean I, mean, I can attest that about you. See, no offense, no offense, of course. Wow. Well, See, I said like, no offense. I, 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 yeah, that doesn't just absolve you of any, uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, you're gonna, uh, you know what you're gonna do with that? You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna do what people did with me and our, uh, and me and Jake. They're gonna be like, oh, they hate each other now. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> people in your DMs asking you about Jake and if you hate him. Anyway, 
Uh, so I remember saying after the first the, the the loss against the Nets, I was like, yeah, the team's gonna have to learn how to win. And I still stick by that. Like the team's still young, they're gonna have to learn how to win. But I kind of figured that their offense would be good enough for them to beat the damn Cavaliers, Knicks, Hornets at least one time, at least one time in there. Um, so I I think that part of it is just they're young and I guess quote unquote mentally weak or unprepared or whatever. Um, but something's just up schematically with the offense. I think they like they just can't figure it out. The offense is not. It has too many lulls. Like, in the first quarter of tonight's game, it looked pretty solid. I think they had 29 or 30 points in the first quarter. You take that. You're okay with that. But <sighs> there's a lot wrong, and it's just concerning. Because, like, guys just firing Lord Lloyd Pierce is not going to fix anything. Or It might fix some things, but it won't fix everything. As much as we like, want it to, we're not going to wake up one day, fire Lloyd Pierce, and instantly start winning again. Like, Lloyd Pierce is not the reason why we the... Hawks shot like seventeen percent from three in the first Hornets game. Like he's just not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I will admit, Lloyd Pierce has definitely. Like I'm not here to defend them. I don't think Logan is either. Like I'll say it now. I think Lloyd Pierce is a bad coach. You know, sorry. I, I wanted to defend him because those first four games we looked so good, but after this, it's like unless and again, unless Trey literally had a massive concussion that he's been playing with for God knows what reason. Like, like literally, unless uh, one in a million circumstance like that, then yeah, Lloyd Pierce deserves plenty of like flack for these last four games. But the play, yeah, the, I mean, the offensive wanted... play call has just not been there. No, it, the offense has not been good at all. And I get part of it is like you need Trey Young to be Trey Young, and then he just has been bad. I like that next game he put up stats, but he was not super great that game. He was just sort of like doing just enough for the game to be closed considering how bad the offense was besides that but that's right I mean if, if we had the Knicks version Trey Young these last two games we would have won pretty easily so that's kind of painful but I don't know man I, also uh, I guess if anyone's listening in, in uh, you're wondering hey why wasn't there an episode of the podcast for the first Hornets game um, we were so disgusted from the first quarter that we, we were in pain with- yeah, we we thought it'd be best to just not watch. And honestly, I had a better what day was that? Wednesday night. Yeah, my Wednesday was significantly better than it would have been had I watched that full game. Wow. So, yeah, this t- th- there's issues with this team. They they have to fi- figure it out soon because I mean, I think if, if there's one saving grace for the team, go ahead. I mean, it, I think it starts with everyone. To be honest with you, the only saving grace for the team is that. Every single team in the NBA is off to a weird start. You know what I mean? Like they, like, not only is it you know only nine games out of seventy-two, but like they have five losses, and I think the best team in the NBA has three losses. Like, a lot of teams are just off to weird starts, so it's hard to get too down on it because like the Heat are four and four. You know, it's like the the freaking the Raptors are two and six. The uh, Wizards are two and eight. Like a lot of these teams that we thought we'd be fighting for, like end of the like six to eight seed playoff spots for, are just way worse than us right now. And I don't expect teams like the Knicks or the Cavs or maybe the Hornets might stick around. The Hornets look pretty good, um, or the Magic with all their injuries. I don't expect any of those teams really stick around. So again, in two months, maybe we just look back at this as like, oh man, we could have been the five seed had we won some of those games. Or we can but, be looking you know, back at this like, oh my gosh, remember when that was funny and now we're the one scene? <sighs> that would. 
My hope knows um, no limits, truthfully. This is this is a complete this is a new Jackson. I do not know uh Look, I was optimistic before the season. I was the most optimistic out of both of us. Were you? Probably. I yeah, was calling probably. us a, I was calling us the sixth seed after we won like our first three games. And now I'm like, woo lad. <laughs> I mean I, I certainly saw that. I mean, yeah, it is possible. But a lot oh, of also time. like again, this is not a very organized podcast right now. We're just sort of rambling, but if Bogdanovich is hurt, like I don't Bogdanovich has not been very good for us so far, but again, like if he's hurt and he's out for the season, then that's a massive blow just because then we're literally just back to last year's roster, but with Capella instead of Deadman. And you could argue that that's only really good in like improvement on the team when it comes to rebounding. That's it. <laughs> like you could argue that. Because I, 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 I think Capella's been a bit underwhelming, so to speak. With everything that isn't just rebounding so far, so yeah, just just painful, man. It's painful. It is painful. I mean, I was so the worst part about all this is it's like I had legitimate hope, and now it's just all being squandered and massacred. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd Pierce uh, quote on Bogdanovich was apparently uh, we're probably looking at another at another guy that's probably going to be out for a while. Oh my god. We signed four players in the offseason and they're all hurt. All of them. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) you know. At least uh at least Jalen Suggs looks good. Might 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 get might have to get your draft friends on, Jackson. You know what? I'm calling I'm about to DM one. I'm DM you know what? I'm a DM one right now. Let's do it. All right, he's being de- he's being he's being DM and reached out to. No, this is bad. Get well soon, Bogdan. I'm a Bogdan stand. I I was defending that man's honor the other day. Yeah, no, I mean the dude is absolutely struggling, but it's just one of those things where I mean this definitely doesn't help now that his fucking knees blown out apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. It sucks because eventually, eventually Bogdan is going to figure it out. You know, like Bogdan is not a bad player. He's not playing great, but he's not like. I, I was never worried that Bogdan would magically go from a 38% shooter to like a 31% shooter like he is right now. Yeah, it, like I was never the funny thing is that. that is he's good. I like how they said probably going to be out for a while. This is just painful. Yeah, everything no, I mean, about I'm this. Sure, season, I'm sure that this past week has I'm been sure, terrible for the Hawks. I'm sure they don't know. Yeah, no, it's funny because a week ago, literally tonight, was when that first Cavs loss is. Doesn't that feel just like a forever ago? Like the Cavs loss was just one bad loss, and we're like, oh man, whatever. Uh, yeah, remember after the Cavs lost, we were like, oh, it's all right. We were travel back-to-back. We're fine. And now, seven days later, <laughs> we have four players that are still alive, and all of them suck. We have DeAndre Hunter's our best healthy player. <laughs> we have Kevin Herter's our second best healthy player. We have John Collins, who's causing a feud. He's creating a civil war. He's siding with Chris Kirsch. The halls are imploding, and there's so much going on. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, this might be a good time for you to go back to your clip. They just choked a 22-point lead yesterday. Who's they? Oh, the Clippers? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, something's wrong, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, straight up, if Bogdanovich and Trey and then Gallo are all out for a bit, this isn't getting better anytime soon. Which is just horrific. Like this season may, depending on these injuries, may kind of be uh, 
quickly going down the tubes. I'm not trying to be too much of a doomer because, again, legitimately, the Hawks could win two games and be like, oh, we're the sixth seed again. <laughs> like, it's not a huge deal. You know, I'm not dooming but, too hard yet, but I will start dooming pretty soon here. So, good luck, everyone, because when that starts, these podcasts are about to get real obnoxious. Yeah, I don't even know what we're going to do, dog. Well, I'm look, like, like the draft what, what do we do if after thir- what do we do have if after 30 games we're like 11 and 19? Look, if that's the case, <laughs> I hope everyone is out there is ready for at least one draft episode a week. Yeah. We're about to pump it up. We're about to do individual podcast episodes for prospects. Oh, jeez. Oh, you're going to do four episodes just about Evan Mobley. Yes, I will alone. Oh. Okay. Logan, uh before we wrap this up, do you have anything else you want to say? This is a bit of maybe a shorter a podcast. I would like to acknowledge that. but Maybe Okongwu will save us. Who knows? Okongwu is going to be back t- next week, apparently. Tony Snell was apparently available tonight, but we just didn't play him, which is fun. Bogdan's going to be out. Gallo's out. Rondo's out. Chris Dudd's still out, but uh, it's just all bad right now. It's It hurts. I'm in pain. But. Quote, Trey Young said he has x-rays done on his wrist, but said he'll be okay. Well, that's Nothing good. severe, but definitely hurting for sure. Oh, okay. Well, that's bad. Well, it was, well, it was good until know. it was bad. Maybe that's why you have shot like one for your last 37, Trey. Maybe. Who knows? All right, Logan. <sighs> you ready to wrap this thing up? I'm, I'm ready to never watch the Hawks again. This is so <laughs> we'll painful. be right back out on a Monday. And if we get, look, if we get beat by like a Sixers team <laughs> yeah. that has like 11 players, brace yourselves, everyone, because I'm about to lose it. If if they if they if do they that have, we're beyond saving. Especially imagine if they don't have Simmons or Embiid or Harris like they did today. If we still lose that, then I'm sorry. The team is chalked. Chalk. No Count it up. Put the put the time of death on the on the on the death certificate because it, it's over. We're done. We're done here. Yeah. Oh man. Um. I guess if you've made it this far to this rambling podcast, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support we've been getting, uh, especially to our Patreons. That is patreon.com slash Hawks Talks. You know the uh, you, you know how to spell it at this point. If you don't, you need to learn how to – you need to go back to school, dog. Yeah, yeah, H-O-X-T-A-L-K-S. You can follow either of us on Twitter if you uh, if you want, you know. I think Twitter is a pretty good place because, you know, I guess it's possible that – there's somebody who doesn't see our tweets and was like, "Where, where's the podcast on Wednesday? Um, so, you know, if you want to follow the Hawks Talks Twitter, you can. It's just at Hawks Talks, name of the podcast. Um, no spaces or anything. If you want to follow me, you can. Both both Jax and I are linked on the Hawks Talks Twitter, so that might be a little bit easier. I also have fun content on my account. Recently, I've been doing a lot of like uh, more funny stuff on there, so definitely go check that out. Are you becoming a comedian? No, I mean That's I nice. had a good one today. I tweet here's here I tweeted this like five minutes ago as we were podcasting. Game notes, game ten versus Charlotte. R- responding tweet. I'm gonna punch my dad in the face for making me an Atlanta sports fan. Wow. Yeah, so that's the content we're pumping out these days. So I like I like how I like how Wednesday it was game notes, game eight versus Charlotte, and then today. Game 10. Game 9 just doesn't exist, huh, Jackson? We just skipped that one. I don't know how to count. I don't need to go to counting school. That's facts. All right, but that's fair. I think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for me and Logan. As always, thank you for your support, and we hope you have a good rest of your weekend, good week, good month, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, and thank you for listening. Peace.
Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. And now, during the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, all Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale, with savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Get your best sleep. All night, every night. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Especially when the weather gets... And you need to stay... Stay refreshed on the go with ice-cold Circle K favorites like freshly ground iced coffee, Froster, Polar Pop Cup, and more. And right now at Circle K, save on all 20-ounce Pepsi products. Three for $4.25. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Because Circle K is America's thirst stop. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of.